Welcome back, NFL fans. Who are the Senior Bowl sleepers that you need to know about? And is there a guy in this draft class that resembles in any way, shape, or form can be used as Debo Samuels? Eric's going to tell us about that. we got to get into the Georgia D-line. There's so many guys in this. They need a little bit more of attention. Hope that you're ready for this. Welcome to Lockdown NFL Draft. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. And of course, we're here. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Tracy, I'm Eric Crocker, and we have us joining us again, John Harris. John, how you doing? Ryan, how you doing? How you guys doing? Doing pretty well, hanging in there. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not having to deal with snow and rain and sleet and all that kind of stuff for the time being, so it's all good <laughs> in Texas, man. All good, right? And yeah, right here in Arkansas, I heard that it's the, the temperatures are about to drop a little bit and the roads might get a little icy. Hopefully not. This is where the the northerners start laughing at us because <laughs> the hint of snow in this place will absolutely shut down. Shut down. Shut down. Forget it. It's not going to happen. Everybody well, stay I, at home. I, I was just in Minnesota the other night, and, I mean, they were oh. they were snow plowing everything at all hours of the night, and I'm just like, gosh, can I get some sleep here? <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Obviously, here in southeast Arkansas, uh, Monticello, I don't deal with it at all. But – we are kind of dealing with, in this region, the Senior Bowl that will be here in a couple uh, weeks. And we want to talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, some of the sleepers. So, John, I'll let you lead off. Who's one of the guys that you're just thinking off the top of your head? Like, you know what? People need to know about this guy. Well, I'm going to give you one a guy that I've covered from the time that he left Galveston Ball. And actually, he's got a twin brother. And they played at Sam Houston State. So, I had a chance to cover them. But, you know, Eric, you know this. You know, 6'3", 6'4", 210-pound corners aren't growing on trees. Uh, Zion McCollum from out of Sam Houston State is a guy that I think can stay at corner. Uh, played a lot of press man, played a boundary corner for Sam Houston State. His brother played safety. I do think there will be some NFL teams that want to check out Zion at safety. But he, for a guy that big, you think, okay, guys can't turn. They don't have the hips. I think Zion's got that. I think he can move. He's got that Galveston ball. I'm trying to think of the right way of putting this, but you come from Galveston ball, you got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Mike Evans played at Galveston ball. You got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. I think Zion's got that. He stayed for an extra year. You know, when COVID hit, I talked to Casey Keeler, the head coach at Sam Houston State. I've got to know him a little bit. And I asked him, you know, Zion's got an NFL future. What, what was kind of the decision point there? And he said, we talked to him about the fact that Zion did not have a red shirt freshman year. He came right in, had to start right away. And he said, treat this as a red shirt freshman year. Well, they ended up winning a championship in the spring, turned around, played another 10 to 12 games in the fall. Zion could run. He's physical. He is long. I think there are going to be some guys at the senior bowl, some receivers that are going to have a hard time getting off his jam because of how long and strong he is. So Zion McCollum, Obviously, hits close home. The uh, hits close to home for me because I know a lot of the guys in the Bearcat program. But Zion McCollum for Sam Houston State is definitely got to watch. 
You know, I, I actually have one of my guys that I trained for years out in Stockton, California, uh, Isaiah Downs. He's over yeah. there right now at Sam Houston. Today, so, yeah. Um, rooting, rooting for my guy Downs, man. Oh, uh, I love Isaiah maybe, Downs. Yeah, may, hopefully in the next year or so I'm, I'm talking about him heading to the senior bowl. You know, a guy I want to talk about a little bit is, you know, Reggie Roberson. You know, this is a receiver from SMU. He, he played at a different college. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, his freshman year, but he transferred over to SMU and he was a blazer, a, a big play guy. And he tore his ACL in the 2019, 2020 season, I believe it was. And that shut his season down a season where he was explosive, big play guy. You know, when you look at some of his numbers, you know, he was averaging 21 yards per catch that year or in five games. I mean, just explosive after the ACL injury. And I believe in the game, he had like 250 yards in that game. He was going crazy. This season, played in 12 games, 625 yards. His average yards per catch went from 21 and a half to 12.3. So that's not ideal. You see a big drop in the explosive ability. And I think the senior bowl for a guy like him is going to be a way for him to kind of get back and show that he still has that explosive capability. You know, was it the ACL or maybe was it, hey, my quarterback situation changed and whatnot. Those are things that we'll have to look into, but he has a big chance to really kind of showcase that big play speed ability that he had his junior year. Is there a guy that you're thinking about, Ryan? Yeah, one in particular that I don't get to see enough, and I think most of the nation doesn't as well. That's what happens when you're a Bronco of the Boise State Broncos. So, Khalil Shakir, welcome to the Senior Bowl. Go make yourself some noise. And I think he's got an opportunity because when you watch him on film – you see somebody that can do a little bit of it all. He can get off a of press fairly well. I'm actually looking forward more now to that matchup with Sam Houston State guys. Give him some more work because you don't see that in the competition level that he's used to. But he can get loose. He survives contact through his route, and he's able to get separation at the top of his stem as well as the jet sweep actions. He's great at the little drags. He can separate. He can settle. He understands what the quarterback's looking for. I think he's a nice, well-rounded receiver that if he gets a chance to show out against competition, may be able to make himself quite a bit of a jump here, get himself into a position to be not only selected and have a shot at a roster, but actually get in there and compete. Okay. I just did that. Uh, John, real quick before we uh, go to break, just one more guy that people should be uh, – talking about heading into the senior bowl week well one of my top 32 uh in the harris 100 is chad muma linebacker from wyoming now for some people they may hear that and go well yeah it's not really a sleeper to us if you really kind of been following it but i know a lot of people aren't following wyoming football unless they're going back and watching old highlights of josh allen but wyoming had a linebacker a couple years ago by the name of logan wilson you'll see him in the playoffs you've seen him in the playoffs uh for the cincinnati Bengals, and i was a huge fan of wilson uh, just his ability to diagnose his speed. He was a track guy in high school. You know, one of the guys that, you know, played, you know, in – I think he was from Wyoming, and he played like five different sports in, in high school. Chad Moomba is kind of like that, except he's 6'4", and he's about 240, and he can absolutely fly. And for anybody that hasn't seen his pick six against Northern Illinois, go find it because he's, he's coming off the edge and skies. As they're trying to throw a quick screen, he jumps up, snags it, runs it in for a touchdown – and you're just struck by the athleticism of, whoa. And then you watch him, watch him play a full game, and you realize, whoa, this guy's going to be exactly what the NFL is looking for, a linebacker. And I've had this conversation numerous times with people in, in, in Houston. You know, we drafted Garrett Wallow from TCU in the fifth round. And I don't know, people – he wears 32. And obviously he made that change where linebackers can wear and you know, the, the 
the perimeter guys can wear whatever number they want. And so everybody's like, oh, he's undersized, he's undersized. I'm like, first of all, he's not undersized. I said, but who cares? I said, in the NFL now, if you can't run sideline to sideline, you can't cover backs out of the backfield, right. you can't run down the seam, you can't carry three um, down, the, down the seam, if you could forget it. Well, Chad Muma is 240-plus pounds and can do all those things. I think when he gets to the senior bowl, I think he shows it off. And I think teams are going to fall in love with a guy that size, that length, that agility to be able to do the things that guys maybe 10, 15 pounds lighter can't even do. So I'm really excited to see Chad Muma there at linebacker at the senior bowl. Yeah, the NFL, especially at the linebacker position, man, they, they are getting smaller. And I've seen it with a team that I cover, the San Francisco 49ers. I believe every linebacker that they have is like a converted safety. Yeah. All these guys can run. And there's another guy on this team. Uh, with the 49ers that I've been covering. Debo Samuel, is there anyone in this class that's like him? We're going to get into that. But first, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, it being a new year. So that means New Year's resolution. And if yours is about getting fit and eating healthier, make sure you include a Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, you know, maybe even better than a candy bar. You know, Built Bar, it makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good and you'll want to eat it. Unlike some of these other protein bars that can be chalky and waxy and taste like a chemical pill. All right. You want to eat healthy, but you know, we all know it gets boring, but you know, by like week three, you are thinking, man, I mean, it's just not worth it. Where is my chocolate? Well, Bilt Bar is covered with 100% real chocolate. And most Bilt Bars contain 130 uh, calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, which is really good for you, all right? Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, which is double the amount, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs and empty calories. Not good for you at all. And here's a new idea as well. You know, go to all your secret stash areas in your home, your pantry, your office, your, your, your purse, your pocket, wherever you're hiding all your snacks. Throw those snacks out and replace them with a built part. All right, and if you're not a huge fan of working out, I know we're trying to get healthier as the new year starts, you can at least eat something that tastes good and it's not going to be as bad for you. All right, Built Bar, extremely delicious, and it almost counts as a workout. <laughs> There's so many flavors to choose from, coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, those are really my two favorites, and mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built Bar, they're always coming out with new limited flavors all the time. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off of your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, guys. So, you know, we talked about, you know, we kind of teased this moment in, you know, Debo Samuel. We see what's going on right now. Everybody loves He's a household name. I just remember last year, everybody kind of leaving him out of the conversation of that class, right? You had the DK Metcalf. You had the, the AJ Brown. You had the Terry McLaurin. And Debo was kind of the forgotten man. Right now, what he's been doing this year, he's tearing the league up uh, through 18-game regular season now, or 17-game, excuse me, 18 weeks. You know, he had over 1,700 yards, 14 touchdowns, but not all receiving. A lot of them were on the ground as well, over 300 yards rushing, uh, eight rushing touchdowns. He had more rushing touchdowns than he did receiving touchdowns. He's a do-it-all guy. We've got to see him put that on display against the Dallas Cowboys where he had over 100 yards, and most of his yards – Came on the ground. He's a special, unique player. But it, will the league start to trend with guys like this that are kind of almost positionless or very versatile? Is there anyone, and Ryan, I'll start with you, anyone that jumps out to have that type of Debo Samuel capabilities? 
You know, we already talked about uh, Shakur from Boise State. I, I think that's something he's put on film already that he can definitely fill that role. I want to see Jahan Dotson get a, a couple more jet sweeps, a, a couple of things, get the ball in his hand in different ways. Uh, I think he's got that potential as well. I haven't personally seen it really step out, but I think that it's there. And the other guy that I think is really interesting is uh, the guy from down home in Mobile, uh, Jalen Tolbert. Seen a couple interesting plays from him as well. I don't know how you feel about either of those guys, John. Yeah, first of all, you've been talking about Khalil uh, Shakir, Ryan, and I'm over here trying to like contain myself because he's one of my favorites in this draft. I love everything about what he does. I'm telling you right now, if he's 205 pounds, then he is the perfect candidate to be the next Debo Samuel. I think what stands out, and I'll use my personal experience on this one, when you see a guy up close, it, it's almost striking. And so we went out to San Francisco to play the 49ers uh, a few weeks ago, and Debo went running by me. And you guys have all seen receivers. I mean, Eric, you covered them. I mean, they're all different sizes and types and i'm watching debo run by and i'm like that's not a receiver man that is not <laughs> his, his thighs are like are gargantuan i mean his butt is massive and he just doesn't look like a wide receiver and then they toss him the ball in a toss sweep he runs a slant route it's like wow this, i mean this guy's just i mean it's often said but it's never true hashtag built different no he's built differently there's yeah. no doubt he's built differently. I think Khalil Shakur at 205 pounds, I mean, he's about 185, 190. I think they could – I could definitely see a team using him that way. The guy that comes to mind for me is Kentucky's Wandale Robinson. I think Wandale's got enough shake as a runner after the catch. When I first saw Wandale at Nebraska, I kept thinking, you know, he's 5'9", 175, he's a slot guy. And then I look up when he gets to Kentucky. I'm, I know he didn't grow two inches, but he's 5'11", 190. I'm like, hmm, it's kind of interesting. And he's got that shake in space. I could see a team putting him at running back, toss sweep, just use the speed just to get started, kind of like Debo did. Just let him get started and see what he can do. I think what makes Debo so different, and Eric, you see this on a consistent basis, in that offense for San Francisco, you know, it's a toss sweep, but it's a designed windback play. And that's something that Debo's reading and he's understanding where to go. I mean, running backs don't even do that, but yeah. he as a receiver is doing that. And I think that's what makes him special. Wandale Robinson from Kentucky is one guy that definitely came to mind. And the other one that came to mind from Ole Miss is Dontario Drummond. He's about mm. six, he's almost Debo's size. And I've seen him after the catch. I mean, he's kind of built like Debo is. He's a guy maybe on think on you know late day two, day three, you know, Dontario Drummond from out of Ole Miss. You know, they got they got those Ole Miss receivers the ball quickly. It came out of Matt Corral's hands quick, and those guys turned into running backs really fast, and they've got some downfield speed. So those would be the two guys that I would probably think. But, man, it is really hard to find a Debo Samuel because of how that dude is built. And I'm telling you, San Francisco is going to give Green Bay all it can handle with number 19 getting to football. Yeah, you know, it was interesting with Debo Samuel, the 49ers. The first time they saw him was at the Senior Bowl. Yep. And we'll get to see – I believe Drummond will be there at the Senior Bowl. And we'll, let's see if – Teams start to get a little, you know, uh, creative with how they utilize some of these receivers to see if they have that multi-skill level that Debo Samuel has. You know, one thing that really jumps out to Debo is he is a receiver first in the sense yep. of his ability, you know, to get off press, uh, run routes, uh, catch the ball in space. And then what he does from there, you talked about his size and his stature and how he built 5'11", almost 220 pounds. He's really stout. But he has, like, this speed. And I, I think 
a lot of people, I don't know if they kind of don't know that he's going to be as fast as he is, but I think the Cowboys got to see that on his touchdown run where he cut back and just shot through everybody and took away angles. A guy that I feel like has that type of acceleration, that type of ability, he plays right here in the natural state of Arkansas. His name is Traylon Burks. Oh, yeah. And Traylon Burks is listed at 6'3", uh, 230 pounds. I don't know if he's going to be that tall, but he has this kind of Debo Samuel type uh, ability to his game where, you know, he's not just the purest of route runners. He doesn't look like guys like Dotson or even Wandell, but he's able to go up. He's catching 50-50 balls. I think he might even have more pure pass catching ability when the ball's in the air down the field. We saw him do it against big time competition like Alabama, but also one thing when watching him and how they utilize him, Hey, they line them up in the backfield and say, Hey, we're going to do things to you toss. You know, they motion them this way. They utilize him. You know, you look at some of his rushing numbers. He was, he was an 1100 yard receiver and had a bunch of touchdowns, but as a rusher, yeah, 14 carries 112 yards, eight yards per carry and also ran for a touchdown. So, that's the one guy to me that's going to be – it's going to be curious how – interesting how he's utilized at the NFL level because he has that unique ability. And Debo Samuel, there might be a trend. And we know Debo's not the first of his kind, but he kind of is. You know, we, there was the Percy Harvins, and we see uh, uh, Cordell Patterson. He's kind of utilized that way. The 49ers, they utilized Debo as a receiver. Then said, wait a minute, we have these injuries at running back. Let's see if we can put Debo Samuel there. And there were some games where he gets more carries in receiving yards as he did in this past one. But it's going to be interesting to see if any more teams can kind of copy what they're seeing from a guy like Debo Samuel. And it's something that I maybe wouldn't bet on. But one thing I would bet on, shoot, right now, 49ers, uh, Green Bay Packers up there in Wisconsin, it's a six-point spread. Where can you find some of these odds is bet online. They're going to wish you a happy new betting year and continue to march into the playoffs. Bet online remains the number one spot for all of sports wagering action in 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started. You know, from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of these amazing offers that are available throughout the 2022 season and year. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the games start. Bet Online, let's go. <laughs> uh, we wanted to kind of finish up here by talking about Georgia defensive line, and we saw just how vicious they could be in a national title game. But you know, there's some guys that have committed to uh, going to the NFL. You have uh, Trayvon Walker, Devontae Wyatt, uh, Jordan Davis. You know, John, I want to start with you. What guy kind of jumps off to you right away? Who do you think will go the highest out of these guys coming out? Because I think most people assume it's going to be Jordan Davis. Yeah, I think the assumption is there for Jordan Davis. I, I'll go back to a conversation I had uh, I had with a coach a few years ago. Remember Jerron Reed? Jerron Reed just turned to a really good football player in the NFL. He's a very good football player. And I was really high on him and Ashawn Robinson, both at Alabama. And I remember talking to our defensive line coach at the time and trying to kind of pick his brain a little bit. And I asked him about those two guys, and he was like, yeah, they're all right. I'm like, all right. Like, these guys are – these these are killers. And he's like, eh, they don't rush the quarterback all that well. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, boy, yeah. Okay, that's got to be a part of the mix. Now, I do think Jordan Davis ends up 
being a pretty solid pass rusher because he is so powerful. I don't know how you slow him down, but I mean, his number of snaps was not, I mean, I think Jeremiah Johnson from uh, Florida state played hundred percent of the snaps. I think Jordan Davis played like 45 to 50% of the snaps this year. So he is what he is. If, it, if it's just a run stuffer, teams are going to want that. I mean, I could think of a team right here in my hometown that had some trouble holding up against some really good power and gap schemes because it really didn't have any size. But Davis has got that athleticism. So obviously Davis stands out. I think, De- I think Devontae Wyatt is slept on. I think he is slept on. I think there's going to be some playoff team down at the bottom of that first round that says, you know what? Devontae Wyatt's still sitting on the board. You're talking about 6'4", 315, can move and can rush the quarterback. I think Devontae Wyatt is getting slept on. Trevon Walker is the one to me that I watch, and I just have that little giggle like, whoa, did you see that? What The way he plays the game, how violently he plays the game, and look, I know that word can be such a, uh, such a bad word to use kind of out in public, but we talk about a football player playing with violence. Man, that is so necessary in this game. Trevon Walker plays out on the edge. And it is as violent as it gets. I love him as a 4-3 defensive end. I think he could slide inside to rush against three uh, against guards as a three technique and sub package. I think all three of them have got tremendous value coming to the league. I think Devontae White has slept on. I think Trevon Walker is going to be a physical beast out on the edge. Even if it's first, second down, just run game to start. And how violent he is setting the edge. And then kind of learns his pass rush game as he goes. I think I think those three are all going to be playing long time in the NFL. Yeah, I think Walker may have the biggest long term impact as well. He's got the first thing on my notepad for him is jarring. Everything he yeah. does is jarring, and that sets everything up. His bull rush is great. He plays with great leverage. It does take a pass rush plan and a few more moves to yep. attack the outside shoulder and actually get by guys. That I look for that evolution from him. But so he's got a couple seasons to do that. I, I agree with you. I think White might be the guy that walks in, makes the biggest impact as a pass rusher in his first season because yep. he splits doubles well. He plays with leverage well. I like that. I was a little surprised that we didn't see uh, Smith come out. I yep. thought that might be like the quartet that just kind of take over the league. Did that surprise you guys? Yeah, I was surprised. I thought Nolan Smith was going to come out. Guy from IMG, very fluid out in the edge. The one thing I do worry about is he's 235 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's not, he's not a big guy playing out on the edge. And I, I know people say, well, you know, he can play a three for outside linebacker. Yeah, but I've seen 235, 240 pounders play out on the edge, try and go against some of these wise, some of these tight ends that are 260, and they just get swallowed. I mean, I saw guys go up against Mercedes Lewis for years, and he just dominated dudes. Um, I think going back for another year, I know it sometimes can be hard for some dudes to put on weight. I mean, that can be tough. I mean, I look at food I put on weight, but I've known dudes I played with that just they couldn't put on 5, 10 pounds if they ate milkshakes in a day. But I think if Nolan put on some weight, he got to 245, maybe 250, and then showed that he can play consistently on the edge in the run game. I think his ability to drop is without question. I think his ability to rush, he's got a pretty good plan. He's agile out on the edge. Um, I was a little surprised he's going back, but – I'm kind of glad to see him go back for another year. Let him develop one more year in Kirby's defense. So I have a new defensive coordinator with Dan Lanning gone. I'm really curious to see what Nolan Smith does, but that front seven is going to put some dudes in the NFL, no doubt. But I'm glad for Smith he's going back. I think this 
could end up putting him in definite round two at the latest conversation in 2023. Hey, John Harris, I, you know, I know you've been covering the draft for footballtakeover.com, and there's a defensive tackle a few years back, Dexter Lawrence. Do you see any comparison between Dexter Lawrence out of Clemson and Jordan, uh, Davis. Jordan Davis? You yeah. just, you know, just big, because you don't see a lot of big bodies like that now that still have some movement skills and athletic ability. Do you draw any comparisons or guys, another nose tackle where a lot of people were kind of questioning, but still went first round. I'm stealing that Eric. I'm stealing it. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's, that's a very apt description um, because that was the one thing about Dexter. I mean, he's, he's 300 and he was 350, but dang, he could move. And Jordan can too. And I mean, you see the different, Things that he's been able to do, obviously, he's carried the ball on a goal line. But then he comes over the sideline, he celebrates with his coach, and they get a picture of it, and he's like three feet off the ground. You're like, that dude's 360? Are you yeah. kidding me? I think Dexter Lawrence is a very apt description. I think the first name, um, because I got to know him a little bit here, by the time he got to us, he was not what he was when he came into the league, and that was Vince Wilfork. I think Vince Wilfork is one of the best big men athletes I've ever, ever seen in my life. I Vince, when he would warm up, well, he didn't even warm up. Like in stretching lines, he literally would sit on one side of the stretching and throw a football to the training staff 45 yards on a rope on the other side and do it every single practice, every single day. I mean, the dude never stretched. Now, at that point, he was, <laughs> he was pushing 385. Oh. And, I mean, he's slinging the rock like he's, you know – I mean, I felt bad he had Brock Osweiler back there with him. But, uh, you know, he threw it better than Brock did. We always kind of asked for Vince. Vince was probably the best big man athlete I've ever seen. And I definitely would put Lawrence and, and Jordan Davis in that class for sure. Vince, over time, learned how he could be a good pass rusher from the inside. And then he would even bump him out to five technique, play a four eye at times, and he would do it from out there. If that's the path Jordan Davis takes, I'll take him top 15 all day long. Yep. That's going to be exciting to see where all those guys fall, especially that just talented defensive line out of Georgia. We talked about the defensive linemen, but, I mean, they've had several guys just declare for the NFL draft. Here to see where everybody uh, goes. But we'll, guys, we'll keep you guys updated on all that and more, especially the Senior Bowl talk. We're going to keep that going. I'll be at the Senior Bowl. Will you guys be joining me? Yep. Awesome, awesome. So John Harris, Ryan Tracy, Eric Crocker, we'll all be at the Senior Bowl. You guys, stick with us right here on Locked NFL Draft. And we want to make sure that we tell you guys, hey, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. But until next time, we are out. Peace.